Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. We're on Clean and Comfort. We have Marco. We have Liz. And I am here myself. Good evening, everyone. Welcome. Good evening. Good evening, Dion. Thank you. Good evening. So, Liz, last podcast, we talked about um, HCAPs and um, how we're going to deal with our HCAP scores during COVID. And I, I know you are the boss. You are the, the needle in the haystack or the, knee, the, the, the bullet's edge or eye when it comes to HCAPs. You are a pro and master of it. Um, So what do you have for us, Liz? Wow. So quite an introduction, but this is my topic. I am so passionate about um, patient experience and so passionate about um, our, our amazing housekeepers. And now that we have Marco joining us today, Um, Marco has um, such a unique perspective to add to this topic, overseeing one of the busiest and most grand unit in in a hospital in New York City. Um, It's spotless, it's pristine, and it it has nailed down with the help of every single part of the care team from nurses, to the concierge, to the housekeepers, uh, to Marco's role rounding on patients. So from the time a patient enters the unit to the time they leave, they are made to feel so special and so welcomed and so important. And we've also, we've, we've always said that we can take that same model of service and bring that to the other units across the hospital where you are, the hospital where I am and every hospital across the U.S. Maybe Marco should give us some background of of, um, what he's done and where he came from and how he can contribute to um, patient being comfortable in a healthcare setting. Marco? Of course. Oh, thank you, Dion. And uh, thank you, Liz. That was also a really nice uh, introduction to, to, to what my my position and also uh, the environment that I that I oversee uh, it definitely is uh, the the highlight of of the institution that we work at uh, where the patients that come in do ex- have the have the expectation and also the, you know the the it, they do have the way of of being uh, pampered to and, and catered to and, and really feel that 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 special um, that special value that, that we create. Uh, it was, uh, it was as, as many of you guys uh, experienced, it was very chaotic during the peak of the COVID season. And um, it definitely put a lot of our resources and a lot of our ways of, of doing things to, to the test. Uh, but I can definitely have, I'm happy to say that, you know, we, 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 
worked through the storm and we were able to come out looking a lot more stronger, a lot more appreciative of everything that we do day in and day out. I, I definitely know for a fact that my staff uh, doesn't look at their role anymore the same way, looks at it with so much, so much more value. And I think uh, that's the, the way I think we, we can bounce out of this as using the COVID-19 pandemic as a learning opportunity and a moment of reflection for us to be able to come out stronger and better and bigger for, for, for years to come. So I, I can give you a little bit of a, my background and Marco, I want them to let you, to let everyone know what industry you came from. So I am originally out of, when I was young, I, I worked in a hospital, I worked at a different hospital. I've been, um, from a patient transporter to a housekeeper to um, a, a person working in the admitting department to a person working in um, the emergency room. I've worked in the ORs. I've worked. <sighs> oh, I worked a lot of places in the in the healthcare industry. So um, I I I am not a master at you know, making sure that people are taken care of in a, a different type of setting, like where you came from, Marco, if you could tell us a little bit about that. Of course, uh, my background is in hospitality. I'm working at the, uh, uh, in the hotel industry. Um, I was also working at the airport. I was also working at uh, retail. And um, I was, for a long time, I spent about uh, eight years working at a, uh, at a rental car agency, going up the ladder, as, as you have mentioned, Dion, starting from the beginning as an intern all the way up to, a, to an assistant manager to a manager. Um, through that is where you, you, know, you get to uh, learn a little bit of the, the tricks or the trades of, of, of being able to provide exceptional service. Correct. Um, at the hotel, um, when I was hired for, 14, uh, for this unit, uh, I definitely it, a lot of the a lot of the um, uh, the ideas that were mentioned or presented to me were very familiar. Uh, they mentioned that it was a very posh unit, a very a very demanding, uh, a very fast pace, uh, and it all it all made it all resonated with what I've done before. Uh, as this is pretty much a hotel environment, um, uh, and so from there it, I was able to easily acclimate and, and be able to deliver lot of the a lot of the uh, amenities and services that I've been so familiar with yes so I, I want to also mention that I, I work with Marco daily and um, I, I am extremely impressed with his skill set and um, that's why I wanted to highlight and invite him to clean and comfort and and maybe he could be uh, one of our regulars at clean and comfort because if you notice what our title is, Clean and Comfort. So Liz, um, what do you have for us? Oh my gosh. First of all, I need to say that I loved the term you used, Marco, um, bounce in. You you said, how can we bounce in um, to um, returning the return of the survey? How can we get back into refocus our efforts, refocus our, our staff back to the patient's experience. So those of us in the business know that um, in an effort to ensure 
patient safety and staff safety during the COVID-19 pandemic and the census we saw of COVID-19 positive patients, CMS suspended the HCAP survey and the Prescani survey. And they announced that um, June 1st, on or around that day, I believe, and I don't want to miss, misspeak, but that they would again return to sending out the survey to patients. And we, we had a discussion prior to this podcast, Marco, Dion and I and Dr. Carr, about um, the questions on the HCAP survey and what is really relevant today. What are on our, what's on our patients' minds that we must focus on to ensure safety, quality delivery of healthcare, but also add in some of the special amenities that you mentioned before and things that our patients are very used to um, and have come to expect. So safety is always paramount. It's, it's always at the top of our concern. We must deliver patient care in a way that is safe and in a way that um, is not just safe for our patients, but safe for our team members. So I think, I think I love your term that you used, bounce in, because we never, we never deserted it. It never went away. Survey might have stopped, but we always on our mind is, are we delivering the best experience to our patients during their stay? And one special thing about, um, or another thing that we did that was very unique that I've never worked for a hospital that has ever done this before, but we stopped permitting visitors and family into the hospital. And this was great for caregivers because it allowed us to do our job, to keep family members safe, um, to limit the people and the traffic in the hospital. And, and that was very helpful, but to the patient's experience, it, it was not so wonderful. Uh, when you're sick, when you're not feeling well, you're very used to having your family members there. So I think that we have to prepare our team members, pre prepare ourselves to have a return of some normalcy of, of allowing and permitting uh, limited visitors or visitors and family members back into the hospital. Um, so. The other part, the other thing that's on my mind is that housekeeping is everyone's job. Our team members might have the title of housekeepers and work in environmental services, but I think that it's really important, and this message is critical, that nursing, patient care technicians or nursing assistants, transportation, respiratory therapy, physical therapy, environmental services. There's so many team members in and out of the patient room every day that I think it's very important for us to have some very good conversation on how can all of these teams, all of these um, disciplines work together to always maintain the patient's environment during their stay. So I think we should really begin to have conversations um, where we get together and discuss some of the things that will allow us to help keep a patient's room clean, neat, and comfortable and safe for them. So Liz, one of the things we talked about was um, patient safety and always, always clean. So I was jotting a little, uh, a few notes here. And I remember we talked about IDs. 
and wearing masks and not having everyone with a picture on their IDs. So I'm, I'm seeing even more and more through the hospital. I know you mentioned um, others were wearing or taking pictures and having the pictures placed on their body um, so the patient can see them um, the mask. with the mask on, right? They're, they're wearing a mask and they have their full picture on their, their appell. And, you know, we talked about some of our temporary workers coming in without um, pictures on their IDs. And um, I, I brought it to one of our leaders and they couldn't even believe that this was happening. And, and they, they, um, they stopped it right away. So now everyone needs to have an ID um, that was with such a picture. Great, that was such a great safety catch on your part, Dion. And I think it's wonderful that you brought that concern to someone and then changed a practice that probably should have never been started in the first place. Correct. And now we're, we're starting to go into patient rooms. You know, HCAPS is back. Um, we're, we're wearing masks. And one of the questions um, that I know, Liz, Liz, the last podcast, you were really grinding this one and the question of always clean. Um, yes. Is, is the room, is that question necessary? Always clean. So I, I want us to just tap into that one more time for maybe three minutes. And what do you guys think about that? I know how you feel. What do you feel, Marco? Do you feel that that question is, is necessary on the HCAP survey? I, I definitely think it is. And it, it really falls on what, what Liz had mentioned before, that it's everybody's wearing the EVS badge. Everybody. I, I, I could not, me, myself, in, in, in my, the way I am or the way I, uh, you know, I, I hold certain priorities. If I walk into a room, let's say I just go in to turn off the lights and I see a bunch of clutter by the entrance, I am inclined, I am forced to go in there and, and handle it myself, or at least grab a couple of my guys and say, hey, listen, we got to do something about this. Right. So, I mean, that is just in, in nature. And I think that's something that needs to be, you know, um, built into a lot of our, 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 our team members. So that way that it, it, it's like a second nature that they go in there and they need to make sure that they're, you know, helping with this mission of always keeping that room clean. Correct. So I, I feel that um, the, the question is, is, is tricky. Um, I don't think the question is necessary for the patients to be asked, but I think the question is necessary. Um, I think we should be checking in with our housekeeping team, with the supervisors, with all of the leaders, with the nurses, with everyone to make sure the room is always clean. And why I say not the patient is because the room is never always clean because there are hours in the day. There's that clutter in front of the room. Um, and how long was that clutter there? Was the patient looking at it? So what's the patient's answer going to be when asked that question? Was the room always kept clean? Um, they could say yes because they have a consistent person coming in and cleaning, but they can also say no, because was the room always clean? No, it wasn't. 
um, someone does come often and, and remove the clutter and straighten it up. But always is always, you know? Liz? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I think, Dan Marcos, I think it's, I think it's a very interesting question. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm split. I'm 50 50. Um, I, I feel it's so important to always maintain the cleanliness and comfort of a patient's room, a patient's environment, whether it's the emergency room, radiology, inpatient or outpatient. Uh, I feel it's so important, and I know we all do. And it's one of the reasons why um, Dion and I were going back and forth with what to name this podcast. And we said, clean and comfort. It was, Dion said, it's, it has to be clean and comfort because our patients, cleanliness and, and being comfortable when they're with us is so important. So um, I, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to agree with both of you, um, but I really think the question we have to ask ourselves as, leader, as leaders are, are we, are we or have we started to use the HCAP survey to validate our cleanliness and infection control? And, and if we are doing that, we should not be doing that. We, we should be our leaders, the leaders of environmental services and our frontline team members should be the ones to ensure the cleanliness, the comfort, and ensure that we are using the best practices to ensure infection control. And I think it is so important, um, you know, to make sure services across the environment are clean and that we don't contribute to healthcare associated infections. And I think that I really believe that if we're using the HCAP survey, which many hospitals do, um, we ourselves, uh, we call each other up, we compare, uh, where are you at this week or this month? Where are you? Where were you last year? Um, how many points are you looking to raise your score? I mean, we're very competitive with it. Um, you know, and you guys know, I, I that number so often, but I also go out and I make rounds. I build relationships. Um, we coach. I know I've seen the both of you rounding. Um, so often on patients, on staff, on patient care directors and nurse managers. But I think that if, if hospitals and other environmental service professionals are using the HCAP survey to validate cleanliness, the comfort of a patient, the care of a patient, and infection control, it's the wrong measurement. I agree. I, I agree. I, I don't think that survey should be correlated with um, what you just mentioned. This, we should have our own measurement to validate clean and comfort. Yeah, 
So if, if CMS is collecting this data, maybe, you know, I think it's important to make sure a patient, I really want to emphasize this. It's so important to make sure every single patient in our hospital feels safe, cared for, um, responded to, and, and hopefully feels better when they leave us emotionally and physically than when they entered our, our building. I know we all want that. Yeah. Yeah. But if CMS is using this question, I think that they need to rethink and, and relook at the data that they collect because we are all doing ATP, which Dan, I know you've mentioned that that ATP just tells you is there any bio burden or, or residue or, or anything on a surface? It doesn't necessarily tell you what's there and how much of it. Right. And, um, you know, and I know that other hospitals use and validate cleaning through the fluorescent marking. And then others use um, validation through physical inspection and direct observation. And, and we do all of those co combined to validate cleaning. So good point. Now, we're in COVID. We're in COVID. So, and, and this is why my original thought with validation, with swabbing and sending the swab out to be tested, to validate that the products we're using, the processes we're using are the right ones to make sure that nothing is transferred between patients or anyone else. And I think if you're in a hospital setting, that's the approach we need to take. Um, we should not take any other approach but that approach. We can add to it, but that should be one of the main approaches that we take to ensure that the products we're using and the, the processes we're using are the correct ones. Yes, I, I agree. The industry as a whole needs to take a look at the process for validating and ensuring that the healthcare, the healthcare environmental services are disinfected and meet the standard for being considered clean. Clean, correct. And, you know, there's, there's three uh, levels of, of disinfection, right, or cleanliness. So you have sanitation, disinfection, and sterilization. Right. And environmental services, we, we practice disinfection, and we use low to medium or intermediate level disinfectants. And I think that if the industry can come up with, and we have so many resources and so many vendors and so many really incredibly intelligent, smart people that could take a look at a way to validate what's on the surface and is it clean enough and disinfected enough for the next patient, someone really needs to work toward a validation process that's immediate where you get results uh, in live time. And I don't know if that exists yet, but maybe we should invite some of our vendors to, um, and during our upcoming podcast, to discuss the many different ways to validate the cleanliness of surfaces. Right. Yeah, and I think all that ties in a little bit with um, being able to give uh, the staff, the frontline staff, that confidence the, that what they're using or what they are 
doing every day is is effective and and is giving them that the sense of security because right now that's what's missing in a little bit and it's going to create a little challenge when it's time for for us to really get into the uh, resolving or, or improving these age cap scores as a lot of my staff from frontline from from frontline fr- firsthand experience is that uh they're reluctant at first uh, is this patient positive negative how how do we know if this room is thoroughly cleaned those are the types of questions that come up and like you mentioned with knowing the real time maybe or or some way of of, of certifying that these these products or these um these ways of disinfecting and sterilizing is you know working i think that'll help that you know make it a lot easier and validation would help with that a, a great deal because if we know that the products and the processes are working then that takes so much off the table yeah definitely. We, we we cannot continue to guess this is a different world um we have COVID now and we have other things. We have Ebola. We have all kinds of things going on. And we make, have to make sure that the processes and products we're using are the right ones. And, and Liz, you, you said, you mentioned that our steps are considered intermediate. I, I'm not sure if it is because as, as you can see, if the products we're using is actually killing COVID, it's final. Um, I, I think it's 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 a step up from what others are doing, um, and you know the processes we had. We used to do it one way, and we totally changed our processes. And um, it it, well, it, it one of the reasons working. yes. One of the reasons why we really took a deep dive into our processes and our training was um, because we realized we had variation in our process. And any level of variation, um, you know, it's hard to validate the effectiveness of a program if you have many people doing things differently. So we identified that um, at a system level and we worked to ensure that uh, we were standardized our, our processes. And, um, you know, we were successful in doing that, but, you know, and, and we know that we have to go back and we have to continue to evaluate, uh, continue to evolve and, and change our processes to ensure that um, we're using um, the latest and greatest technology. And I know we could do an entire podcast on the different technology that enhances the disinfection process. And there's a lot of technology out there. There's a lot of discussion and um, data about using UV light, UV disinfecting. There's, um, there's a different, whole different ways now. And I'm sure a lot of other ways coming where environmental services and, and healthcare facilities can um, enhance their cleaning. But nothing, and we talk about this a lot, nothing can physically, that we know of yet, can physically remove soil and dirt from surfaces and replace somebody's physical, mechanical action of cleaning. And, And some of those other things are enhancements to make sure you don't miss anything and to really ensure that the surfaces um, are are free of are, are free of any bacteria germs and, and bio burden, but um, it really comes down to what really matters, and that is our frontline team members uh, with the proper tools, 
proper processes and support and leadership to make sure that they feel comfortable, confident, and safe in doing their work. So now the patient knows that the products we're using is effective. The housekeeper knows that the product they're using is effective. The patient sees the housekeeper working diligently daily in their room. How will the patient feel? Um, I think, you know, the patient will feel good and feel safe and um, would choose our hospitals to come back to at any time because of this. So um, I know this has been a great discussion. Um, Thank you guys for joining. Um, Liz, we'll talk again next week. Marco, hope you can join us again. Um, Liz, anything else to add? And Marco? Uh, On on my end, I I definitely am very grateful for taking this time to be able to discuss, um, you know, with with COVID, it's been very hard to create create this kind these kinds of meetings, obviously. Um, but so this kind of platform has, you know, gotten me again all excited and all uh, what's the word with uh, enthusiastic about what, what lies ahead. So hopefully, with with like I mentioned before, with what happened with COVID, we can all learn from each other and and maybe you know work on with improved ideas for the future. Yes, Liz. Well, I think. Um just a really huge, huge thank you and appreciation to every single environmental services, frontline professional healthcare worker in America and everywhere, because the last three months have been incredibly challenging. Uh, Marco said it before that this was such an unwanted team building exercise if we have ever seen one. Yes. Um, This, the, the way that everybody worked together and cared for one another throughout New York city and every other town, city, country throughout the U S is just simply amazing. And when you take the time to process everything, and think about what our teams have been through, what other teams have been through. Just really a huge thank you. What a courageous and valiant effort amongst these environmental service employees that we are so privileged to lead every single day. Just amazing. One thing we wanted to do, Liz and I wanted to take an opportunity, and this is the opportunity, to thank everyone for their courage um and i don't know how else to say it but thank you so thank you guys for joining us um thanks for joining clean and comfort thank you
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.